Hello, and welcome to today's episode of In Fellowship, the podcast where we explore community building through a chapter-by-chapter read of The Lord of the Rings. My name is Anna. And my name is Ellen. And in today's episode, we are discussing Book 5, Chapter 4, The Siege of Gondor, discussing growth in community. Anna, this chapter was capital D dramatic, and there were lots of dramatic parts to pick from. Which part to you would you say was the most drama filled? I'm glad that you've asked this question. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I would say it's the moment where Denethor turns to Pippin and says, go now and die in whatever manner seems most appropriate to you or whatever the quote is. (laughs) I think that might be it verbatim. (laughs) Yes. And it's like not a siege. It's not the flaming and and the heads of the dead that are being flung over the walls. It's Denethor being a capital D (laughs) drama queen. Wow, I'm really glad you picked Denethor because I also picked Denethor for my capital D drama moment. It's the moment where he's like standing at the window and Pippin is like, what are you going to do? Are you going to go fight the Dark Lord? And he's like, no, not yet. Why should I sit here and wait? And then he stands up and casts open his cloak. And behold, he was clad in mail beneath. And he's like wearing full armor and says that he has been wearing full armor literally every moment of every day for the last number of years. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is crazy. This is silly. It's crazy. And it's extra dramatic. (laughs) And the writing of it is so good because it's literally like, wait, what happened? And then it, behold, and you're like, what is happening? We have put our energy into the wrong things, friend. Yes. Thus have I walked and thus now for many years I have slept. Why? Right. (laughs) Just go to the gym. AKA Denethor is very lonely. Yes. (laughs) Just him rustling his armor as he tries to get comfy in bed. Just like clink, Mm -hmm. clink, 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 clink. I assume also with the sword strapped to him. And he's like, my body will not age. Okay. (laughs) It's probably kind of dank in there. Like, are we also bathing in this? Please remove (laughs) the armor sometimes. And like, who? There is no person that loves this man. Because not a one loving community member... (laughs) would allow you to behave in such an outrageous way without being like, hey, Denny, are you sure that you want to be this this person? Are and you also, sure? also, like, or did nobody notice? Because surely somebody would have noticed when he's, like, clink clanking around the castle. Right. Some underpaid, if paid at all, like, servant mm-hmm. is, like, helping him undress in the evenings and helping him dress in the mornings and is just like so aware of the situation but is like this is not my responsibility it's a little crazy it's too much i'm glad we're in agreement that denethor is the drama queen and he's just a lot and we get a lot of him in this in this chapter oh boy do we i will say i don't feel like this is a man who has had a lot of personal growth Correct. And so with that segue, I'm ready to hear what your story is today about growth. And we'll see um, if we can find some in the chapter, because I don't think we're going to find a lot with Denethor. Perfect. 
My story today is about literal growth and also some like emotional, mental growth on my part. So this is entitled Anna and the Lemon Tree. (laughs) And it's important for the purpose of this story to understand that plants generally and I are not good partners. I tend to be pretty neglectful of plants that are proximate to me, and I also tend to be relatively impatient with the whole, like, cultivation process, with the watering and the weeding and the whatever. It's, like, not my vibe, not something that I was particularly practiced or skillful at. And generally, if something isn't telling me actively that it's hungry, like um, a pet would, um, I kind of forget its needs. And so that sets the stage for, over the course of uh, my relationship with my partner, his mother, who is very skillful, and I am convinced can grow just about anything, has on occasion gifted me plants. And it was well known that my skills were pretty, um, pretty basic pretty rudimentary. And so on a couple of occasions, I was gifted a cactus because a cactus is meant to be a very easy sort of entry level plant gift. And I managed to kill, I think, both, if not more than two cacti that I received. So just so we're all clear on like what the skill level is. So and then I really like took a break from plants generally in college because you don't have time to think about those kinds of things and like we really didn't have a lot of plants until we started to have a little bit more space my partner and I and so eventually we started to kind of wade our way back into planting but instead of more like ornamental plants we really focused in on things that produced snacks so like peppers and tomatoes and jalapenos and those kinds of things because I was much more motivated to, to remember to water them because there was like a reward beyond just a plant looking nice. So that sort of sparked a new interest in things. But I was also aware of this skill deficit that I had. And so also downloaded an app that you literally can enter your plant information into where they're located, the size of the pot, what kind of soil you're using, etc. And then it reminds you to water them on a regular basis. And I knew that this was going to be particularly helpful for me to to keep on track of some of the plants that perhaps I wasn't like walking past every day or I wasn't thinking about every day um, because they perhaps didn't need watering that often. So then the year 2020 happened, right? And it was a pretty chaotic year for a lot of folks. And it meant that a usual holiday gathering that I had with my partner's family was postponed until like the next summer, essentially. And as a part of that celebration, the next summer, his mom gave us all his like sibling and partner groupings, um, all lemon plants. Now, I live in Wisconsin. So lemon plants are (laughs) like really not not set up for success here, right? Like, it gets cold. It's it's a challenge. And so she gifted us these lemon plants, but there were two really important things about this lemon plant, right? One, it was a gift from her, and I wanted to, like, really take that very seriously. And two, there's a little bit of competition between the sibling groups. And so I thought, oh, well, now I'm going to pay a lot of attention to this 
lemon plant. Fortunately, I already had this app, right? So entered it right in and uh, the app told me that perhaps this plant was a bit too difficult for my skill level. Oh my god. The <laughs> app told you this? Yes, because you when you first sign up, it's like kind of rate your skills as like a as a cultivator. And <laughs> when I entered in the lemon plant, it was like, um, are you sure? Did it like clear its throat a little bit? And you're like, <clears throat> actually, I. Uh... <laughs> it flashed a warning sign like oh this is God. a really difficult plant. <laughs> are you sure? And I, w- you know, clicked through those warning signs and was like, yep, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. And so, since the summer of 2020, I have been managing this little lemon plant who I've named Citrine by carrying it out to the out of doors when it's nice enough and sunny enough so it gets some actual sunlight. I've situated it in a particular window over a heating vent when it's indoors so that it gets sunlight. But it's also not too near the window so that when it gets cold outside that the plant is at risk and it's got that little heating from below. I have a very particular like watering schedule and so a lot of my summer evenings where I would had taken it out to get some sun ended with me going, oh shoot, I have to take the, (laughs) I have to get get the lemon plant. Um, So this whole plant has like consumed a lot of my thought, more so than probably any other plant than I've ever had, that I've ever attempted to grow. And I will say that this lemon plant has since produced one very tiny baby little lemon that was like fit for perhaps like a Barbie or a um, little like American Girl doll. But now there is a sizable, like you look at it and it looks like an actual lime really i think it's going to eventually um produce something it's going to change color um but i have been so now delicate with this plant to try and see if i can get like one additional fruit out of it something that i can actually use in something because the triumph that i feel at that moment will be boundless and i'm just i'm so excited the lesson i feel like from this is one be, be aware of your skill set and enact systems that help you with maybe where you are less practiced. This app has been a, a literal plant saver. And two, with some intention and the right environmental settings, apparently I can grow some things, even uh, a lemon, perhaps out of season. Wow. I didn't know that this... I, I had heard of this tree, but didn't know it had produced a lemon. Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of you that you have grown a new skill and grown Thank you so a lemon. Much. <laughs> Thank you so much. We will be posting photos <laughs> to the Twitter account to prove that this is a true thing. <laughs> Are you going to eat the, the, the fruit of this tree or is it going to be ornamental? Well, I'm not quite sure. I'd like to use it in something, mm-hmm. but I'm now at a crossroads because the... The fruit that's been, you know, produced is green, Mm -hmm. and I think it's a lemon tree, right? So I would imagine that it ripens over time and it turns yellow. But the the cycle of this is so slow, and I don't know if it's because, like, it's not a particularly warm environment, and so the plant is just, like, taking much longer, but I feel like there's been this, like, green bulbous fruit Mm 
mm-hmm. on the plant for, I don't know, a month, two months? It's a long time. Right? But it hasn't fallen off, which is typically what happens with our with some of the smaller fruits that it's produced. And it's not seemed to change color. So I've been like a little anxious about what this means <laughs> for the plant. Well, please keep us posted. Of course. All right, so that is the story of Anna and the Lemon Tree, but moving to, I don't know, cities with tree emblems, I mm, guess, yes. um, and a possibility for growth. Ellen, what happened in our chapter? What didn't happen in this chapter? <laughs> because it is jam-packed. We join our story with Pippin and Gandalf in Minas Tirith. The sky is gray. The mood is gloomy and tense. And as Tiffin pointed out, the breakfast is inadequate. So Faramir returns to Minas Tirith and has a little chit-chat with his father, Gandalf, and Pippin about the doings that he has been doing uh, when we saw him in the last book. And he mentions that he saw Frodo. Denethor knows what this means. And Gandalf and Denethor have a big disagreement about the ring, which... Drama Denai was like, why didn't you bring this to me? Faramir was like, did I do right, father? Just kidding. I would never have brought this to you anyway. And it's, there's drama. Denethor, at this point, confesses that he wishes Faramir had died instead of Boromir. So, boo, Denethor. The next day, still in his pout, Denethor sends Faramir and a group of his men to go strengthen the outer defenses instead of keeping him in Minas Tirith, and there's a lot of grumbling about that. We spend the day in Minas Tirith, and we start to hear rumors about the coming of this evil horde out of Mordor, and then we see them start to arrive, and they sort of swarm through the Pelennor like a horde of fire ants. We see Faramir and his men retreating from these outer defenses, but then the Nazgul come and attack them on the plains outside of the city, and instead of a retreat, it becomes a rout. Gandalf saves the day by riding out there and shining some light out of his palm, but Faramir is gravely injured, and finally, Denethor is distraught. Serves him right. So the evil army is outside of the wall. They're setting up to prepare for the siege. The quote, the book says, quote, the valor of Gondor withers into ash. So the mood is down. The road is blocked and everyone's like, the Rohirrim are not coming. We are S-O-L. Denethor takes all of this not in stride and he quits before it begins and decides to be dramatic and burn himself and the not yet dead Faramir on a funeral pyre. Pippin runs to find Gandalf to try to save Faramir, but we jump to where Gandalf is. The battle is going ill and the witch king Angmar, aka head of the Nazgul, aka Dark Lord, aka captain of this army, has breached the gate and is about to ride in when Gandalf and Shadowfax stand there to block his way and foil his purpose. They trade verbal jabs, and then the horns of Rohan are heard. Rohan has come at last. And the chapter ends. First of all, thank you for the amount of AKAs for the Witch King of Angmar, because it does jump... So many proper nouns. 
Um, and you're like, okay, the captain, capital C, what's happening here? Who are you? Are you the same as this other captain that we're hearing about? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this another point of view that we're receiving? It was um, a little jumbled, I felt, as far as who's talking, when they're talking, and like, if we should know who this person is. Because mm-hmm. the captain, I will admit, is a bit of a vague uh descriptor (laughs) my understanding is that it's him the whole time and he's the one who's like behind the army driving them forward and generally just scaring everybody like scaring his army scaring the other people but just walking around being spooky right but yeah a lot a lot happens i love gandalf and shadowfax as like beacons of light Mm -hmm. literally and as far as morale goes for the men i think that's a nice yeah and then they get like another little you shall not pass moment Mm -hmm. saying that no actually you're not going to come inside you're not welcome go back to the caverns from whence you came or whatever right dramatic phrase gandalf throws at him the abyss the abyss gandalf is the master of sass he is but it's so much more manageable than denethor's drama well because i think there's action behind it right Mm. like he is appropriate to the occasion where denethor is just throwing a tantrum and is willing to sacrifice like all of the lives around him for his decisions which is just like like, I'm both mad and disappointed at him mm-hmm. because, like, is this really us reaching our potential? Is this the most we could be doing in this moment? Yeah. Like, did you wear armor for 30 years at all time of the day for when the battle actually arrives for you to say, nope, nope, find right. someone else to lead you. Go die in whatever way you deem best. Right. Exactly right. Boo. Yeah. He's just a big old bummer. He's a big old bummer. But I'm interested to see if you saw any moment of growth with him so let's go ahead and dive into our chapter theme examples perfect where you bring examples of today's theme growth from today's chapter so and again we're reckoning with the difference in page numbers but on the second page of my chapter page 96 I feel like we see a little bit of growth with Pippin. So he's in service to Lord Denethor, which is, again, just a really unfortunate situation to find yourself in in this chapter. And Pippin does not relish the idea of singing his, like, rustic Shire songs that are, like, fun and humorous and maybe a little bit inappropriate. So the quote is, Quote, he did not relish the idea of singing any song of the Shire to the Lord of Minas Tirith. Certainly not the comic ones that he knew best. They were too, well, rustic for such an occasion. And I feel like this is a little bit of growth for Pippin because he's sort of making this assessment about when and how to inject some levity. And I don't feel like at the beginning of this journey, he was as prepared or as skillful in making some of those assessments. I agree. I feel like he has grown a lot in the service of this man sort of like you grow when you have a bad manager (laughs) of like right oh here's how i don't want to do things right in spite of not because of (laughs) yeah absolutely and that kind of carries over then into the next example on page 97 As Pippin is um, released a little bit from service and is kind of watching the day pass and says, quote, 
Already it seemed years to Pippin since he had sat there before, in some half-forgotten time when he had still been a hobbit, a light-hearted wanderer, touched little by the perils he had passed through. So he's sort of um, remembering a, a simpler time, being a bit nostalgic, but also I think kind of aware of the peril that is imminent. And again, I feel like this is much more introspective than Pippin often is. And it was only like, it was only like two days ago. Mm -hmm. He's only been there for three days, but a lot has changed in literal circumstance of the city. And I think Mm -hmm. that's allowed him more time to see how he's changed. Yeah. Did that surprise you that it had only been three days since he had come to Minas Tirith? Because when they threw that timeline out, I was like, wait, what now? These have been jam-packed days. I know. And it's like, we're over here. We're over there. Now we're in this story. Tolkien kind of fits all of the end into like one week's worth of time. Right. (laughs) Which like, you know, that's fine. I support it. We've spent a lot of time getting here. It's been a year. Mm -hmm. Let's run through it. Right, absolutely. My next example is with Yaboy Faramir, and he confronts his father a little bit. So they're having this conversation around, and you called this out in your chapter recap, um, had the ring come to Minas Tirith and what Denethor would plan to do with it. And Denethor basically says that Faramir, like, would, regardless of what Denethor's wishes would have been or commands would have been, that Faramir would have still made his own choices. And that is because he's trying to be this sort of, like, king of old. And, quote, that may well befit one of high race if he sits in power and peace. But in desperate hours, gentleness may be repaid with death. Again, drama. And Faramir says, so be it. And then Denethor responds, so be it, but not with your death only, Lord Faramir, with the death also of your father and all of your people, whom it is your part to protect now that Boromir is gone. So I feel like Faramir is really growing to the moment, right, where he or has grown to this moment of like, he can evaluate and distinguish between sort of the good for all versus very selfishly and in a very narrow scope determine what's best for Minas Tirith and the city. And Denethor, and we see this throughout the chapter, really struggles with that. And and Gandalf calls him on it to say, like, look, there's more going on here than exactly what's happening in your city. And I feel like Faramir, perhaps for Gandalf's influence, is able to see that a bit more and seems a bit more grown and a bit more kingly in his decision-making than his father. And how rich that Denethor is, like, you would throw away your people, like, everyone's gonna die. And then literally three pages later is like, I'm not in charge of this city anymore. Go die as you see fit. Right. Denethor has a lot of words Mm -hmm. and not a lot of self-awareness. No, very, very (laughs) little self-awareness. Mm-hmm. My next example, um, there are two really, I I mean, we see it throughout the remainder of the chapter, but there were two in particular that I felt like we needed to call attention to. One is on my page 110, which talks about sort of the growing dread and the growing darkness. Quote, the next day, though, the darkness had reached its full and grew no deeper. It weighed heavier on men's hearts and a great dread was on them. And then we see a little bit of that on page 117 as well. Quote, for yet another weapon, swifter than hunger, the Lord of the Dark Tower had, dread and despair. 
So I feel like this is a very, um, not unlike my lemon plant, a very actively cultivated situation by the Dark Lord to say there is a way to win this battle for me. And it's not only in sheer like firepower and people power or mm-hmm. orc power really, but it's also like the undermining of resistance from those I'm in battle with, mm-hmm. right? And so this is continuing to grow and spread throughout the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I wasn't expecting that example, but I'm glad that you, <laughs> I'm glad that you brought it. <laughs> Just a real, a real bummer. Mm-hmm. And that happens as well a little bit on page 118, where we see that, so Faramir has returned. He does not appear to be doing well. Um, he is, as people estimate, dying. And this is where Denethor really becomes unraveled as a person. And is kind of sitting by Faramir's side, Pippin there as well. And, quote, And as he watched, it seemed to him that Denethor grew old before his eyes, as if something had snapped in his proud will, and his stern mind was overthrown. Mm-hmm. We see growing, meaning more like a passage of time chronologically, the way that it wears and ages, and is not always for the better for some folks, mm-hmm. including Denethor. Yeah, and I think the overthrowing of his mind is key because that's something that he seemed to have really good control of and that he has some of this magical mind-reading future scene power that's floating Mm -hmm. around in the Numenorean blood. And I imagine that is gone now. Right, right. It certainly seems to be, and that certainly seems to be what they're, they're intimating because he... He doesn't seem as grounded, so he doesn't have, like, the ability to kind of know where he is and then be able to reach his mind out and see these other things, but instead is so just all consumed by by grief. Mm-hmm. And then my last example is much more positive. So Pippin, having watched Denethor unravel uh, and make all kinds of cuckoo bananas choices, um, decides to do something about it. And so he's running into battle to seek Gandalf's assistance, counsel, etc. And he runs into his old pal of three days ago, Baragond. Baragond is like, where are you going? And what's going on? And give me the give me the scoop. And he says something where he like basically says, You can't leave your post, right? Like that's part of the gig. And Pippin says, quote, Well, you must choose between orders and the life of Faramir, said Pippin. And as for others, I think you have a madman to deal with, not a lord. I must run. I will return if I can. And again, I feel like that's a lot of growth from Pippin to be like, I don't know what's going on, but this is a bonkers situation. So you can do what you want, but I'm going to try and solve this because I think we can still save Faramir. Yeah, I love it when whatever person is helping, it's not Baragond, it's some other servant of Denethor's and he's like who's the lord of the city Denethor or the Grey Wanderer and Pippin's like the Grey Wanderer or no one so it seems <laughs> because he, right. he, he has really it's like um thinking about bad managers again it's like when whoever is in charge does leave or do a bad job and then all of a sudden there's this growth for you to step into Pippin is really filling a void here. He's like, the leadership that I had thought I was going to follow is actually completely absent, and I'm going to step into that. Right. 
And I think that's a big, I mean, it's an unfortunate way to grow, but it is definitely a very real way to see pretty major shifts and changes in a person for the context, right? Um, because it's that's how you're being called to be present, right? Mm-hmm. And and good for Pippin to recognize that, like, oh, there's, there's not time for me to be timid about this. Like, I need to skedaddle on out of here and find a resource because otherwise, like, all life is at stake. Mm-hmm. A life that I like. A life that I like. A life that he loves. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wanted to include, it was a little bit like um, that scene in The Grinch where his heart grows three yes. sizes. Is kind of the way it's described when Pippin first meets Faramir. So there's also some some positive growth there too. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sweet. And if I remember correctly, I think Pippin names his son Faramir. Stop. Does he really? Uh, I don't, I don't remember. That might be just the internet muddling my brain, but I do kind of recall that there's a, an intimation that he, Pippin goes on after all of this happens, spoiler alert, makes it through, and has a couple of kids, and he, I think he names one Faramir for the fact that he loves Faramir so much. I hope that's true. <laughs> that's canon. Mm-hmm. And it's, if it's not, it is now. Right. Here at In Fellowship, we're, we're, we have the power to make those kind of calls. Mm-hmm. So those are my examples. Those are wonderful examples. Thank you for for bringing those in a chapter that felt like there was just a lot of devolution and a yes. lot of despair for my for finding a few moments of of growth to to share and look at. Shall we transition to our hashtag TWT section? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> talking with talking. It is. It is. The part of the podcast where we... <laughs> yes, only just talk about the parts that we like. Yeah, exactly right. My first TWT is... Sticking with the theme of Denethor has the most dramatic catchphrases of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is when him and Faramir are having their little back and forth about what he should have done with the ring. And Faramir is like, need I remind you that you were the one who said I couldn't go on the quest and that Boromir had to go instead. And Denethor mm-hmm. replies, quote, stir not the bitterness in the cup that I mixed for myself. i'm so glad you brought that one (laughs) like how long did you sit in your sad armor and like write these down on your little (laughs) note cards so you'd have them at the ready oh my god so funny so faramir stirring the pot of bitterness the cup of bitterness um Mm -hmm. but denethor mixed it himself and i just thought this was a very funny phrase And then my next one is further on the chapter. It's in it's in my page ninety five, and it's Denethor again. <laughs> uh, and this is the one that you had already talked about uh, when he's saying to Pippin, "Adios, farewell." He said, "Farewell, Peregrine, son of Paladin. Your service has been short, and now it is drawing to an end. I release you from the little that remains." Go now and die in what way seems best to you, and with whom you will, even that friend who folly brought you to this death. Farewell. 
I mean, really, he is long-winded. He is high drama. He's built for the stage. He really is. I have him in my mind as like a Dr. Frankenfurter almost from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Just like truly the most extra, a little bit sinister, but also just very selfish and very tempestuous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that really checks all the boxes. Which uh, which quotes did you have more de- more Denethor or do we do we branch out here? <laughs> Mostly Gandalf, I think. Nice. I did have the the Denethor quote: "Go now and die what way seems best to you." So <laughs> so extra. Um, but earlier in the chapter, Gandalf is chatting with, I believe, Pippin, and they're discussing the events that Faramir has shared with why Frodo and Sam appear to have chosen the path that they chose. And Gandalf kind of either realizes or um, maybe Faramir says that they are with Gollum. And Gandalf says, Let us remember that a traitor may betray himself and do good that he does not intend. Mm. Let's dug that. I like that one. And then literally next page, he also is talking to Faramir and Faramir kind of Um, is dismissed by his father, both, like, literally and also a bit figuratively, is going to go on this foolish errand. And Gandalf says, quote, Do not throw your life away rashly or in bitterness. I just liked that. I know. It's like he's got the the hint of the drama there of, like, fine, you want Boromir to die? Or you want wish I was dead instead of Boromir? Fine, I'm going to go do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Watch me. It's like, no, Faramir, don't be the drama son to the drama right. king. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, because he goes on to say, you will be needed here for other things than war. Mm-hmm. You know, your father loves you, Faramir, he, and he'll remember it at the end. And then it just turns out that, like, he loves you, but he's also, the way his love manifests <laughs> is at minimum problematic. Wildly unhelpful. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So those are my two quotes. Those are great. Well, we've done our we've done our quotes. We've talked about the chapter. Mm-hmm. I think now it is time to send all of the listeners on their way with an action item. What item did you bring for us today to strengthen our community? Tend to that which you want to grow. Hmm. Things tend to grow when we pay attention to them, and so if it is something in your community pay attention to that orient yourself to that as a as a goal and you'd be surprised what can happen it produces a perhaps metaphorical lemon (laughs) metaphorical lemon (laughs) i love that grow your metaphorical lemons grow your metaphorical fruit Mm -hmm. and that's that's really the best that we can do (laughs) you can grow your own way exactly Great. Well, thank you for another excellent episode. I'm excited to just keep reading. There's so much happening and I miss Mary and I want to go back and see what he's up to. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to know more about his not so surprising friend who we have not yet spoiled, so I won't say Mm, who it is. I wonder (laughs) who it could be. Such a mystery. (laughs) 
Today's podcast was brought to you by a very dramatic Denethor and a very shiny Gandalf. Our music is by Robert Zahn and Simon Dom. If you have thoughts on today's episode or homework assignment, send us a voicemail or email at infellowshippodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to take care of your community, stay hydrated, and thank you for joining us today in fellowship. (laughs) That's the hope. That is the the hope. hope. (laughs) Can you hear how loud the train is? Yes, the train is so loud. Oh my god. That's so frustrating. Uh, For your birthday this year, I'm going to get you a train whistle. Uh, Because I don't hear it enough. Yes. So you can whistle back. Every once in a while we have to go and twist all of our light bulbs to full security because they loosen with the trains that go down. Do they really? Like a little bit, yeah. Wow. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. It isn't, but thank you for saying that. Uh, right. (laughs) There's one engineer that is too enthusiastic about the safety mechanism of the horn. Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what are we doing? (laughs) I just, I accidentally clicked away from my notes and then I panicked. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But there, I'm back that. and you're starting us anyway. So take it away whenever you're ready.